You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Pastorman, joined by Red Bollinger. We are talking twins here in the thick of spring training camp. And Rhett, uh, a familiar face, of course, returned to Fort Myers this spring. Uh, Corey Hunter, of course, retired, but still uh, very active with the twins here in camp and, and working with the young outfielders. What is, how's that transition gone from him, from player to coach, basically? Well, it's pretty amazing. If you look at it, Tori, you know, obviously just retired, and uh, same with Troy Hawkins was down here. You guys were in, you know, in the league for almost 20 years, uh, coming down here to kind of pass with some knowledge to the younger guys. Uh, for Hunter, there's a lot of work uh, with Miguel Sano, obviously. Uh, Miguel Sano moving to right field. Uh, just kind of working on, you know, mechanics, even stuff like footwork. You know, throwing the right base, just a, a lot of uh, just advice in right field. So basically in the morning, you know, would go out there, you know, eight in the morning uh, by himself out in right field, and then Hunter would be right behind him kind of just helping him out, giving him pointers on you know, how to cut off the ball better, how to set your feet better, uh, just a lot of advice. Um, and Byron Buxton, he was always kind of watching him hitting and giving him a lot of hitting advice. I mean, even some of the young pitchers, Hunter would watch them behind the cage during live BP, and he could already read their tendencies. So, like, for example, Jose Barrios is top pitching prospects, he could read, you know, they a changeup was coming just by the way that he was moving his glove before he threw. So he would yell out yeah. changeup right before the pitch was being thrown, and he knew it was coming. So it kind of amazed some of the younger guys, uh, hitters-wise, that they could, he could see that. It also kind of opened the eyes to some of the younger pitchers, knowing that they need to kind of mix it up a little bit uh, and not have the same tendencies on certain pitches. So uh, it was a big help for all these guys for him to be here. Uh, he's obviously a, a veteran clubhouse guy, but also more than that, played for so long, you know, so much about the game, he was able to pass it on. And just flew out here on Sunday, uh, so he spent his 10 days, he's gone now, but uh, I'm sure he'll be texting a lot with a lot of the players. Um, he was a big impact on this camp. And not surprising. I mean, that's that's certainly uh, Tory's reputation. He's not just a great guy, but, but there's a guy with, with great intellect about the way the game is played. Uh, so, you know, Sano is in particular will benefit from working with him. Speaking of Sano, uh, Rhett, um, we learned in recent days that he was really playing through a lot of pain last season. Not physical pain, but emotional pain. Due to a heart defect uh, shortly before the 2015 season. Uh, what did he have to say about that? Yeah, it really was a sad story and really a surprise to many. I don't think people realize what he was going through last year. Uh, had a chance to talk to him about it. Uh, yeah, his, his baby died last year in November before the season to a heart defect after about a week in uh, Angelica, and so he had a, a tattoo on his arm, pretty much stretching across his entire uh, forearm that says Angelica with a rest of teeth over it. Um, and it's just a sad story. You know, him and his wife, uh, Daniela, have, have been uh, together now for – they're only 22, but they've been together since he was 15 before he even signed with the Twins. Um, and just a heartbreaking story to, to hear what he'd gone through, but – it was something he kind of kept private. I think some of his teammates knew about it, especially the ones that were with him at Double A. That's where it kind of hurt him the most. And I think kind of starting off the year slow there, you can obviously see why uh, and really kind of understand what he's going through dealing with that loss. Uh, but, but yeah, it was a tough story for him, and I think he's kind of trying to get through it now. Uh, he's hoping to have a baby again. Any uh, any early thoughts, Fred, on uh, Sano in the outfield? As you said, working with Hunter and uh, – you know, this is the guy who they're going to stick with in right field, I, I, I'd say, regardless, at least in the early portion of the season. But uh, it being so early in the camp, it's probably hard to evaluate much. Have you seen uh, any early word on, on how that's going? Yeah, it still is early. He's only had a few chances out there. 
Uh, his first night game didn't exactly go too well. Uh, he had a fly ball that was, you know, hit hard. It was a hard line drive right at him. Um, he kind of broke the wrong way and it went over his head. It would have been a tough play for most left, right fielders in general, uh, but he kind of looked like he, you know, was off his view out there. Um, he's been fine though in terms of throwing to the right base and making the routine plays. Um, like we said earlier with Hunter, there still are some, you know, even little things like footwork and, and fundamentals that he needs to get down because he's never really played the position before. Uh, but the big thing with him is he's committed. Like I said, he's been out there every morning at 8 doing extra work while everyone else is in the clubhouse. He's out there doing extra work in right field. So he's really serious about it. That's exactly what the Twins wanted. Uh, we'll see him kind of take it and, and really be serious about it just because I think I, he'd like to play third base, ideally, but clearly with Trevor Sloop on, on the roster, that's not going to happen. Um, but he's taken to it, and curious to see how it kind of goes going forward just because we haven't seen too many chances. Um, but I think if he can at least be even somewhat average out there, obviously with his bat, uh, that's going to be the big key is how he does offensively. But uh, I do think that so far it's been kind of mixed results. Uh, but he has a strong arm out there, and I think once he kind of gets the hang of it, he should be fine. He's actually pretty athletic. He's run down a couple balls pretty well. That's just going to be more kind of getting used to that position out there in the right field. And how's Gunho Park uh, fitting in with his new club? I know, uh, uh, for better or worse, he got exposed to the uh, American reality show, The Bachelor, that cannot uh, – I don't know if that's the, the greatest first taste of America, but I know he got it. Uh, how's he fitting in with his <laughs> teammates and the new culture so far? That was a pretty funny one, the fact that uh, Phil Hughes is a huge Bachelor fan, I guess, for whatever reason. Him and his uh, girlfriend, who's actually fiancé now, uh, got into it last year during spring training and watched it a bunch. And this year he's watched every episode. So we decided to start live-tweeting it and have some fun with it, and then decided to have a party to watch it uh, last Monday. And they invited Park and his translator, uh, J.D. Tim, over. Um, and Park had a good time. It was fun for him to kind of hang out and see this, but he did admit that uh, he really didn't have any clue what was going on. Uh, and the funny part to me was him saying, like, I don't get why they, they keep, he keeps kissing more than one girl and telling all these girls that he loves them. Like, is that what you guys do in America? And, like, the players have to be like, no, no, no. You don't really do that in America either. It's just like what we do in our silly TV shows or whatever. So uh, it was pretty hilarious to kind of hear his thoughts and hear the, the players kind of describing uh, what he was like there. Just, I think he was kind of amazed by what he was seeing, wondering if that's how American culture really is. Um, but he's fitting in great. You know, he's a good guy. He's funny. Um you know, it's definitely different than uh, Nishioka was a big guy from Japan. Obviously, totally different culture, totally different country. Uh, but he kind of came in and didn't really fit in well with his teammates in some ways. He's kind of his own, kind of thought himself as his own kind of star. Whereas, you know, Parks really come in and really, you hear him joking around in English, too. He speaks a little bit of English. Uh, so he's able to kind of communicate to his teammates a little bit through English. And he works at the a translator here and there for certain words that understand. But, um, and it's nice to see him, you know, fit in even... At the plate, you know, that first game against the Red Sox, struck out three times, and thinking, uh-oh, he might have a little bit of adjustment to do. And then, sure enough, uh, hit his first home run, which is a grand slam uh, on Sunday against a good pitcher in, in Jake Odorizzi from the, uh, the Rays. Um, so that was certainly a good sign that he's getting more comfortable at the plate. Uh, but this is going to be a lot of transition for him, just in terms of culturally, kind of fitting in with his teammates, and just adjusting to better pitching and better players in the majors. So, uh, but so far, it's been going good for Park. That's good. And, and if he's confused by what's going on in The Bachelor, he has something in common with uh, many of us in America. So he will fit right in there. Uh, just hope <laughs> exactly. That as, uh, just hope he doesn't take that as gospel as how American women are. But uh, all right. Uh, last thing, Red, uh, I saw Jose Barrios. Uh, like he was maybe a little too amped up uh, in his uh, Grapefruit League debut against the Orioles. But they're going to give him uh, 
continued shots, obviously, in the exhibition season. Yeah, definitely. They love his arm and it's just his makeup and mentality and everything. I think it's that first start. You know, he's only 21 years old. He's a young kid. Uh, didn't go as well as he had hoped, but really didn't get up any runs. The big thing was that he walked three guys. Uh, his changeup's a really good pitch, actually, uh, but he couldn't locate it. He's picky. I don't think he threw a single changeup for a strike the entire day. Um, so guys were able to lay off of it and draw walks, whereas usually that's a pretty good swing and mid pitch for him or a pitch that he can locate. So that's the thing, you know, that first time through, uh, the Twins, more than anything, are kind of hoping these guys get through it healthy and come out of it fine, more so than the results. Sure, they want to see their guys pitch well, but they also know that it's spring training and guys are working on things. And clearly, Brios is still kind of working on that changeup a little bit. Uh, and, and part of it, too, like you said, he was just overexcited. He was kind of rushing his delivery home. Um, but the velocity was there. I mean, he was hitting 95 uh, pretty regularly on the gun uh, with his fastball. Um, so that was a good sign. Uh, yeah, he'll definitely get a lot of shots going forward. I still think that it's still a little bit of a, you know, a long shot to make the team, uh, if only because he needs a little bit, maybe a little bit more uh, work at AAA, but he's probably pretty close to ready. And more than anything, the Twins just have a lot of options right now. Now that we know that Tyler Duffy is in our rotation uh, to go along with guys like, you know, Irving Santana, Phil Hughes, and Kyle Gibson, uh, there's really only one spot in the rotation open, and he'd have to beat out veterans like Tommy Malone, who had a good year last year, Ricky Nolasco, who's still owed $25 million, um, or even Trevor May, who's probably likely to go to the bullpen. Uh, so he's kind of got a tough uh, road here, knowing that there's you know, competing with other three other guys. But I do think that even if he doesn't make the team out of spring training, uh, he won't be down in Triple H for very long because he's such a tough talent. Yeah, you mentioned Duffy. I mean, we went into camp not knowing for certain if he was certain, right? And uh, yeah. I'd, have to imagine, I'd have to imagine that's a load off his shoulders, even though he's focused on what he needs to do to perform. Season, uh, as opposed to really trying to impress them. Yeah, definitely. I, I think coming in, I thought that maybe Duffy had to kind of earn it in a sense just because of the contract situations with Malone and Alasco. But looking back, you know, Duffy was so good over those 10 starts. Um, pretty much the Twins that hit her down the stretch. If you take out that, you know, first start in Toronto, I think he had a 2.25 ERA over those nine starts. Um, so the Twins really liked what he did last year. And the personal staff, the strikeout rate, the walks, everything else. The low home run rates all, all show that it wasn't a fluke. Um, so he deserved it in a sense, but it was a little surprising that Modern announced it so early in camp. I thought it would have been something maybe a little bit later, a couple starts in, but uh, certainly allows Duffy to kind of relax, knowing that barring a you know a really bad string, he's pretty much going to be in that rotation. All right, Rep Bollinger's all over it. Check out his work on MLB.com and MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. 